Alrighty. Hey everyone, welcome back to a riveting start off to season two here on Call of Save Point, but not for me. I am your host, Declan Vervencourt. <laughs> and I'm your host, Sally Hodgkinson. Today we're going to be talking about the most exciting game of all time, Oblivion. Um, here's three things about me. I like I like uh, gaming, I like uh, cookie, and I like rubbing my, my belly. Um, here's three things about me. I also like games. I... Um, I like cartoon, and I like cracker. You like white people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's a question for you, Tully, um, pertaining to the game we played. Uh, where were you when they hit the Pentagon? I was... I was... My dad... I was in my dad's lap. Okay. And he was worried about his sister who lived in New York at the time. See, here's the difference between you and me, Tully. Mm -hmm. I was in the plane. I was there. I fucking hit that shit. I was piloting, bro. That's all me. Is that fucked up? Is that fucked up? (laughs) Sorry, people who died. My bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) oh man i was not expecting that that was all me bro so i feel like we should preface (laughs) um there's not a ton of material as far as oblivion goes for this episode because we didn't play much of it (laughs) no i played for maybe 26 minutes (laughs) yeah same (laughs) i'd also like to preface this with uh i was not actually responsible for 9-11 or crashing in the <laughs> Pentagon. I was actually like three months old. So. <laughs> we'll take that back, my bad. But anyways, um, yeah, we're here to talk about Oblivion for a little bit, at least. Um, and the fact that it's season two, baby. Let's season go. two. Season two. Season two. Who knows what games we're going to be playing this season? We're going to be playing porn games. We're going to be playing not porn games. We're going to be. Oh, wow. We're going to. We're going to play Among Us this season. How did you know that season two, episode three, was going to be Hoonie Pop? <laughs> Lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, here we are. Hopefully, it's a high octane episode today, peeps. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so Oblivion, let's do our little background check thingy. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is your general knowledge about Oblivion? Um, not much. Um, I think the first time I ever experienced Oblivion, I was probably pretty young. Um, it was, uh, I actually hadn't played the game at this point. It was a YouTuber called, uh, Peanut Butter Gamer. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, one of my favorite one of my favorite YouTubers as a kid. Uh, but he did an Oblivion collection series where he gets all of the like Daedric artifacts. I remember that. So that was that was probably my first experience with Oblivion. Um, and then I played it years later, and I like 
the only thing I really remember playing about it was not understanding what I was supposed to do and being really disappointed that there weren't dragons in it because I played it post Skyrim. Um, mm. I definitely never talked to Joffrey in that first playthrough. I didn't get that far. Um, and that has effectively been my experience up until this point because... <laughs> I talked to Joffrey and I have yet to get any f- further than that. Damn. Well, did you know that my first experience was watching like world-renowned philosopher Matthew who was on the show uh watching him play that and I was really scared cuz there were zombies and I was like young. <laughs> And then my uh, my my aunt gave it to me for like my birthday when I was like twelve, and my mom freaked out. I was like, "I'm gonna play it anyway, bitch." That's my is experience. It, is Oblivion M rated? Yeah, hmm. that seems surprising to me. This feels like a Cause T of, game because of the blood and sex and gore and sex, all the sex. Yeah, it's because of a uh, lusty Argonian maid. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess there's not really anything to talk about that. So what should we talk about now? Well, I don't know. I think we should talk about like why we ended up not finishing. Cause it's boring. It's the same thing as Skyrim. It's, <laughs> I, I no, knew that going in. Cause I, I disagree. I, I think like playing this game just made me want to play Skyrim. Cause like, no. if you, no, you think shut about the it, fuck up. Now no, you no, no, shut no, no. the fuck up. No, 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 no. It did not make no, me want to play you. Skyrim. Nothing it makes did me make want me to want play, play Skyrim. Skyrim. It absolutely made me want to play Jesus Skyrim. Jesus Christ. Because, like, in every way, mechanically, like, Skyrim is just a better built game. Like, That's playing not the a point. But playing Oblivion made me genuine, genuinely angry to play. Because, like, it doesn't play well. It's not a good game. It's effectively actually a really terrible game. Yes, but that's not the point. What is the point? Because you didn't beat it either. The point is, at the time it came out, it was pretty darn good. Yeah, I understand. I'm not that. saying it's. I'm not saying it's not dated. I'm not saying better. it's not dated. I'm not saying it's not dated. It's a horrible game. Listen, I understand that, but I'd like to make my fucking point. My point being that it is okay. three million times better written than Skyrim will ever wish to be. That's it. That is that is my only argument, and that is the only reason why I like Oblivion more than Skyrim. Not because of gameplay, not because of anything else, just because I like the quests and I think it's better written. I think Oblivion is written awfully. I think it's written pretty good. I think playing Oblivion this time around, the only part of actually playing that I enjoyed was listening to the music. Yeah, and the music's really good too, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. But like, I like the sneaking system. Even though it's ass. I like... I don't like the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. I I don't like Oblivion, but I don't like... I like Skyrim less. That is my point. I think it's just like... I don't know. I think Oblivion and Skyrim sort of... Like, having given, created this archetype of, like, Western RPG and what that means. It's sort of like... Now that games have kind of done it better, like... I don't know, what's the point? Like, I think Skyrim, I would say this less so, but, like, what's the point in going back and play, playing Oblivion? Because, like, 
there's not a single system in that game that, in my opinion, is enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. this this weird, like, conversation wheel system that they have to try and get characters to like you so you can talk to them and get information out of them, like, it's really... Cool. Un- I, I disagree. I think it's really unintuitive and weak. I think, like, contrary to what you may say, I think the dialogue in this game is incredibly poor. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I think the dialogue sucks, but I mean, like, the the writing and the world building that the quests do is what I mean. Like, when you read, like, shit that they give you or read what your character is thinking because they, like, everything is like a journal. I guess, but, like, also at the same time, if you look at it from that aspect, like, it, it makes questing, like, really opaque, but, like, not in a fun way because nothing in this game stands out. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think part of the issue I had was I got to the first Oblivion Gate and my quest told me to go find somebody who will help free Martin. And I so I talked to the guard and he's like, go find a way to close the Oblivion Gate. But the game doesn't tell you how to close it. It's just like, here, figure it out. But everything in Oblivion looks exactly the same and is completely indiscernible from each other. That it's impossible to find where the fuck I'm supposed to close the Oblivion Gate without any prior knowledge. Unless I'm just completely, like, dumb and, like, miss the most obvious thing. Like, I couldn't figure it out. So I just, like, quit and didn't touch it again. You, you didn't know? It's the fucking big ball at the top. The, what big ball? The, at the top of the like oblivion towers you have to go through i didn't see any sort of there's, big ball the very very top there's like a big ball surrounded with fire to interact with it gives you a fucking oblivion rune or whatever yeah i didn't find that gate. there's also a dude in a a trap he's like in a in a bird cage nope yeah but yeah, better I than skyrim know. though i disagree i agree but why is it better than skyrim because it just is listen listen it may not objectively be better than skyrim but i just don't like skyrim i think skyrim might be my least favorite game of all time i'm not even messing with you (laughs) harry potter and the quidditch cup throwback by the way is better than skyrim (laughs) that's not fair it's true though it's not true i literally would rather gouge my eyes out than play another minute of skyrim that seems dramatic. But I'm I'm being serious. I hate Skyrim. But like but we're not talking about Skyrim. We're talking about Talk Oblivion. About this whole episode is meant to put them side by side under a magnifying glass. But you didn't even ta- you haven't even talked about Oblivion yet. I told you it's ass. <laughs> you like you can't just leave it at that. I don't like I don't like Bethesda's games very much. I can All tell. Fallout's pretty good, but I don't like. I don't. I don't know what it is, really. Eh. I don't know. I think it really is just like a bad game. Well, yes, but like <laughs> you get to this point where, like, I don't know. Especially within recent years, like you know, with things like the release of like Skyrim on every platform and like and the the inevitable release of Fallout 76 like I think people are just kind of starting to wise up to like the fact that Bethesda like they make good games but they're broken and they're mm-hmm. like after a certain point they just kind of stop being fun to play yeah and you know like Skyrim will always hold a special place in my heart and I 
personally think it's a really great game. But at the same time, like, a lot of loving Skyrim, like, also is a lot of having to deal with the fact that, like, it is a deeply, deeply flawed game. And I think Oblivion is kind of the same way. Like, in my opinion, like, there is nothing endearing about Oblivion. But that's just Bethesda, you know? Like, you could, like if you didn't necessarily grow up playing one of these games, like there's probably, I mean, there's probably a lot to think about that. Like with, like I love fallout four, but people don't like fallout four. You could probably make the same argument for games like new Vegas and fallout three. Like people consider those to be some of the greatest fallout games of all time, but I like, like fallout four. Thank you. But like, I don't like Skyrim though. I don't care if you don't like Skyrim. <laughs> Stop talking about Skyrim. Skyrim sucks. But yeah, I just think, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think if I had to pick, like, the perfect example of the fact that, like, Bethesda games only only hold up so well before they don't hold up at all, like, Oblivion is kind of the mm-hmm. perfect example of that. Because, like, I mean, it's not <laughs> It's, it's just only not had good. for a while. Yeah, it's just not good. And, like, everything I, that Oblivion does has been done... It has been done better. Like, Skyrim has done stuff better. Like, every other Western RPG in existence has done everything better than Oblivion has ever done. It just doesn't... It doesn't hold up anymore. It's not It's not a good game. That's all it is, though, is I have a big nostalgia boner for it. You know what the issue is, is... I hate Skyrim so much that I want Oblivion to be good. <laughs> so I can say that Oblivion's better than Skyrim, but it's not. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think Oblivion's really fun to laugh at because it's it's just not good. And like the faces are funny and the the, the NPC dialogue is funny. And well, there's there's one thing going for it. They they integrated that NPC system where they all have schedules, but it all just falls flat too. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> they tried at least. They didn't they didn't succeed. So there's that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like... not Neither of the... Okay, I, I know I'm still kind of just fucking comparing, but neither of them are bad games per se, but they're both stinky. No, I disagree. I think Oblivion is genuinely a really terrible game. I, I made a mistake. I picked Oblivion. Neither of us like it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I guess we can have a, a conversation about it. Um, based off of past ex- experiences, I I obviously have this big, massive fucking nostalgia boner for it. Um, but I mean, nostalgia can only go so far when you're playing this game because, not even just this time, but like every previous time I've tried to play this game, I haven't gotten very far, and uh, there's a reason for that, and it's because it is not as good as I remember. Mm-hmm. And honestly. This is hard for me to say because I've been making this argument for, like, years. Um, Skyrim is a better better time than Oblivion. In every way. <laughs> um, I don't even, even necessarily... Want... Go Sorry, on. go on. Oh, well, I was just wrapping up, really. All I was going to say is, like, no matter how much I want to defend Oblivion, it's just not a great game, and I'm butthurt about it. I mean... I think you could, there's a lot of, the more we talk about it, the more I'm realizing, like, it's less 
it's less about Oblivion being a bad game, although that definitely has a lot to do with it. But it's also this idea of like sometimes games you play as a kid like just don't hold up very well, you know? Like mm-hmm. I remember one game that comes to mind as an example is like I remember when I was a kid like circa 2007 when the first live action Transformers movie came out, like I was in love with Transformers and you know this. This is like carried into my adult life too. Um, but I remember when the Transformers, the movie, the game came out and as a kid, as like a seven to eight year old kid, I loved that game. I thought it was like one of the greatest video games I've ever played. Uh, but I returned to it like many years down the line. I was probably like 16 or 17. That game is genuinely terrible. Because it's just like it's just like any other shitty licensed video game where there's like nothing special going on and it's like it's not good. Like it it's just like your average licensed game circa, you know, the mid twenty the mid aughts and early twenty tens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it's like there's a ton of games like that from I mean everyone's childhood, you know? Uh like I mean I've always kind of made the argument to you, like in the same way that you don't like Skyrim because you didn't grow up with it, I don't like Oblivion because I didn't grow up with it. But we both like the other one. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not anymore. But Well, not anymore, obviously, but, like, it's it's a lot less easy to see through the bullshit of these games when, you know, you're a kid and you have, like, limited experience with games, but also a limited opportunity to go out and just buy more games, you know? Like, if you didn't like Oblivion, you don't really have the option to just kind of go out into the world and, you know, shell out 60 bucks for, I don't know, whatever Call of Duty was out at the time. Like, no, you're kind of stuck with Oblivion for a while, so you kind of have to make the fun. But that making the fun, you know, kind of leads you to, like you know, as a kid, forcing yourself to like the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And then years later, you don't have that same mindset. Yeah. Of... Like, you know, as an adult, like, oh, I, I don't have to play Oblivion. I can go, I can go and play Apex Legends, or I can go and play Minecraft, and, or I can go and play, like, an infinite amount of better games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as as much as I would really like to still enjoy Oblivion, it's just, you can't like your your brain changes you don't have these like rose tinted glasses anymore and it's kind of just it falls off yeah it really fell off it's like pokemon it's yeah. like pokemon all over again it's just this idea of like i don't know sometimes the things you enjoy as a kid you don't enjoy anymore i've been realizing that a lot more lately is these franchises that i really used to enjoy that i just don't anymore and it's it, it sucks but it's like you know you gotta, you you gotta just like adapt. You you gotta find different games you like. You gotta, or maybe you know gaming's not for you, and you just you just give up on it altogether. Find some other hobby. But you know, I, is this I, you saying that you need to give up on gaming, Declan? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I like gaming. I'm just saying for like you know, other people out there who maybe are going through something where they're just not enjoying games anymore. Maybe it's time to like find something else than bitch about games online all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean hey uh that's kind of what i'm doing right now so yeah well, i think games. i don't know i think it's this idea of just like oblivion like i don't know maybe like oblivion as an idea isn't this but like 
you know, your, like, I mean, the fact that we've had so many opportunities recently where, like, you've come to the realization that, like, Pokemon isn't for you anymore, and now also that you don't like Oblivion, it's this idea that, like, you know, you're kind of, I mean, when you played Oblivion the first time, did you ever picture yourself, like, you know, falling in love with games like Guilty Gear Strive and Persona 5? Probably not. Those games probably would have been way out of your league when you were playing Oblivion for the first time. But now those are games that, like... Those are some of, like, the games that you talk about all the time and some of your favorites. You know, we just put, like, we just put Persona 5 on our greatest games of all time list, you know? Had right. had we tried to make that same list, you know, when Oblivion came out or we were playing games like Skyrim? Absolutely not. That list would be completely different. My top five oh, list man. would probably be, like, Little Big Planet, Skyrim, <laughs> fucking Super Mario Galaxy, the Lego Star Wars, the Complete Saga, and Minecraft, which, like... One of those games made it on the list, and the other one was a contender. But, like, like tastes oh, when you're a small infant fucking child who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about is, like, it's a completely different story from, like, you now being an adult with, like, tastes that are starting to refine. Man, you know what would be, like, my top five list if I could go back in time? And, like, think about me as, like, 12 years old. You know, it would definitely be Oblivion, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 1, uh, Borderlands <laughs> 1, and, like, fucking Minecraft as well. I don't know. But those are all games that we played together. Yeah, I know. It's all games that we, like, sat around until... We, we pulled all-nighters playing, like, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. It used to be fun. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean how many like that's but that's basically what most of our childhood was right like it's just like you know i would come over to your house or vice versa and we would just like play games together so of course like some of your favorite games from when you're a kid is like the ones that you always managed to create the most like important and like like the the happiest memories of like games when you were a kid and i think mm-hmm. skyrim or not skyrim like oblivion just kind of managed to skirt past that in a way that like for me skyrim didn't Cause like mm-hmm. I, I have like great memories about Skyrim, but the thing is, is most of them are always wrapped around like stupid glitches that made me force like myself to, you know, find, find the fun in the game, which like mm-hmm. now if a game tried to do that, I would absolutely hate it and put it aside. Uh, but as a kid, when it was all I had, you know, it was this idea of like, okay, I guess I have to make the fun. So I made the fun, you know? Yeah. I guess it's the same thing with Oblivion for me. I've got all these like great memories, but they're all like wrapped around some of these random quests I found, which is probably why I think the game is written good, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> like, and like the the funny thing is, I was having a conversation with uh, my younger brother the other day, and I told him that we're covering Oblivion, and you know, he's kind of got that same like amazement for this game that that I do, and it's because I. I think it's because I always talked it up to him and said it was an amazing game, and he just believed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, but I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, to be honest, I kind of really appreciated that he was excited for Oblivion, and I'm kind of sad that I got to let him down like this. And that's that's kind of part of my uh, my <laughs> my reasoning for being so upset with this <laughs> is because I gotta I gotta go on here, and he's gonna listen to it eventually and find out that. I um, maybe don't like the game as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it's know. also like 
I don't know. I think it's also just this idea of like, you know, oblivion kind of represents this idea of just like, I don't know. How do I put this? Like, I don't know. I think oblivion to Skyrim, I think in general is just kind of a great example of like how games, you know, improve. Cause like objectively speaking, I would say Skyrim is a better improvement. And the thing that Mm -hmm. kind of like the thing that makes me realize this is literally the opening of the game. So in oblivion, when you finally exit the sewers and you get out into the world, what do you see in front of you? Just like a a river and then like a tiny dungeon Mm -hmm. and then like the like capital city right behind you. Yeah. But the problem with that is like, sure. It gives you the opportunity to, like just like explore the world and make it feel open but at the same time it's very overwhelming because like if we now compare it to skyrim uh when you finally exit the the dungeon or whatever that you're in and you leave and you open you come into the like big open world what's in front of you is a path that takes you straight to your next destination which like sure could be read as railroading but at the same time it at least gives you a clear objective as to what you should do next versus in oblivion like it just kind of throws you out into the world and tells you to fucking deal with it so go find joffrey yeah but where do you start you know there's no there's no road like you have to if you want to go find joffrey you have to pull a complete 180 and just like walk off into the wilderness which like sure could be interesting because like what are you going to find in the woods but at the same time it doesn't like it doesn't necessarily like to look at. There's yeah, to there's also nothing to look at. There's nothing on the way where in Skyrim, you know, you follow the path and all of a sudden you've stumbled upon you've stumbled upon uh, the um, like the warrior, the thief and the mage stone, which like give you abilities. And then if you continue to follow that path, you go to a small little village where the story progresses just a little. It doesn't change the quest necessarily. The objective that you need to go to is still the same. But now you've you've spent time with this blacksmith family who, oh, uh, they're like giving you a small little tutorial on how to like craft things and, um, and, and then how to, how to upgrade that armor or a dagger. And, you know, and then you continue your path and you find the first big city of the game, Whiterun. Um, but like with, with Oblivion, you can just fucking fast travel straight to where Joffrey is. Like you don't have to, you don't have to walk all that way. You can just fast travel straight there, which I feel like completely negates this idea of like oblivion is this big open world where you can do whatever you want, but you start the game and you can, yeah. And you can just go straight there and there's nothing interesting in between. So why would you do anything other than just fast travel straight there? You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give, this isn't supposed to be like a, why Skyrim, is better than oblivion or vice versa but like thinking about it now um i really like the uh the stones the stone mechanic in skyrim because um you can change up your your like birth stone like whenever you want Mm -hmm. um versus in oblivion you're stuck with whatever you pick at the beginning of the game and if you want to change it later then like can't so i yeah um I, i get that and exactly what you said like there are interesting places but there's nothing in between said places in this game (laughs) so 
Yeah, I mean, I, but that's like are, primarily the problem quests. the game suffers from. Yeah. There are a couple cool quests I'd like to touch on for a second. I don't know if you'll remember slash know which quests I'm talking about when I do bring them up. Probably not, but um, just just to talk about the, the Dark Brotherhood, I think that the Dark Brotherhood is um, easier and also uh, more fun than uh, Skyrim's version, in my opinion, um, because it's like a Dark Brotherhood, like a, a family down there that you're indoctrinated into, and then you have to kill them all. <laughs> and then after you kill them all, you're your homeboy gets double killed. I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then um, you can buy a house for super cheap, but it's haunted. And they're like, there's a lich like emperor in the basement you gotta kill. I don't know. There's some cool things, but the main story sucks ass. Yeah, I think that's a problem that both Skyrim and Oblivion suffer from. Is like, you know. In spite of all the credit that I've given Skyrim, like, I think it also kind of suffers from this problem of, like, sometimes there will just be long stretches of the game where, like, there might be nothing interesting in between, like, you know, point A to point B. I think most of the time that's not the case. I think Skyrim has one of the most, like, lived-in worlds, and I think it has, like, a lot of potential that sometimes just happens to get wasted, whereas, like, Oblivion really is just this, like, I mean it feels like the locations are very sparse and like few and far in between. And like, Mm -hmm. even when you stumble across one, like there's never necessarily anything super interesting. Like the problem that oblivion suffers from is like, you know, in spite of the fact that they have set up like some really interesting things in this game, like there's just not always necessarily anything to indicate that that's where you want to go. Cause like, Mm -hmm with everything with everything being so like few and far between and like you know it all being so empty like it's it's hard to like kind of find the motivation to go and find those cool things because it's like if you don't if you don't stumble across like little supplemental pieces along the way then what's the point you know yeah oh there's there's another kind of cool quest that's like you're in a boat and it's like an inn and uh, if you decide to go to sleep there, it gets taken over by bandits, and they, they bring it out to sea, but they don't know you're there, and you have to kill them. <laughs> See, that's cool. But, like, I don't know. It, <laughs> how am I supposed to stumble across that when I'm staring at the same green texture for, like, 20 minutes? I don't know. Like, it's kind of just... The thing with Oblivion is you have to be able to, like, play the game in order to find the things and right now it's like pretty much unplayable yeah (laughs) you know so they're like cool quirks but like you have to be able to see them yeah (laughs) which is unlikely but that's every bethesda game right is it's like yeah you know they're like from from oblivion to like fallout 76 like sometimes you just get stuck in this like you know you're just in this stretch of like nothing interesting has happened for like an hour and, you know, there's nothing to, like, keep your interest going. Like, I think they have definitely improved on this idea in later games. And I think, like, even a game like Fallout 76, like, this problem still occurs, but not necessarily as frequently. And personally, in my opinion, I think Skyrim did this, like, fix this issue the best in spite of also having this problem. 
But like mm-hmm. Oblivion is just kind of the perfect example of like sometimes games just don't age well and their predecessor or their like their ancestors just like improve upon them, you know? Yeah. Um predecessors and ancestors both mean the same thing. Um <laughs> Oh duh. <laughs> I was getting my words mixed around. It's okay. Uh they're follow ups. They're uh they're new 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 blood. I don't know, either way. Um yeah. Sometimes, you know games just aren't aren't how we remember them. That's not to say that some games are epic and amazing still. I.e. a lot of Nintendo games for some reason age super well. Um, but I don't know. Bethesda itself kind of is notorious for making games that don't really hold up, but that's just, you know, them. Bethesda is an anomaly. Because, like, if we, if we look at explicitly, like, Bethesda games, because, like, Bethesda means a lot of things, right? It means id Software, it means Machine Games, it means Arcane. Like, there's a lot of studios under this idea of Bethesda. But if we're talking Mm -hmm. about, like, explicitly Bethesda, so Fallout and Skyrim, it's, like, it's this weird track record of, like, people remember Oblivion, but Skyrim and Fallout, like, 3 and New Vegas are, like, the flagship titles that everybody remembers but like Mm. all of the other games kind of sprinkled around that are like they're like good to subpar i would say you know like oblivion being closer to that subpar like fallout Mm. 4 being somewhere kind of in the middle 76 is trash uh people (laughs) really like elder scrolls online but like for the most part like a lot of the discussion around Bethesda is like it's primarily Skyrim and then Fallout gets like sprinkled in there sometimes but for the most part it's nothing else so it's like this weird anomalous studio that is like remembered for like one title explicitly and then has not peaked since right would you rather play Oblivion or Fallout 76 I would rather play I think I'd rather play Fallout 76 yeah I know I knew it. <laughs> it sucks because, like, one of the realizations I came to while playing this game is like, I, like, I think I've come to terms with the fact that I will never beat this game. Mm-hmm. At least as it stands right now, because, like, in my opinion, there's just like nothing. There's nothing appealing about it that keeps my attention long enough to actually do anything. And it's really unfortunate because I know like, you know, kind of like I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, like, like I've watched content on Oblivion that I can enjoy, like the Daedric artifacts collection uh, quests. Like those are like, I've seen those. Those are cool and they're interesting, but like, I just don't, I don't have the patience to like want to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and like uh, I guess it's like cooler to watch Oblivion than it is to play. I don't know. Yeah, like it's 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 weird. I don't know. Uh, it, this is just like it's a reoccurring thing now, right? Where I think I like something, but I actually hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it a lot. Yeah, it sucks. I think you know. 
part of part of why I enjoy doing this show so much is because it gives me the opportunity to play games that I would never have played. Like, mm-hmm. UP Psycho is a really great example of that, of just, like, a game that never in a million years would have crossed my radar had we not played it for the show. And I ended up mm-hmm. really liking it. But I think the problem that we run into sometimes is, you know, especially when it comes to picking games, like when I'm the one picking game, picking the game or when you're the one picking the game, you know, if we fall into the trap of nostalgia and, you know, we want to pick games like Skyrim or Batman Arkham Asylum, and then we just run into this instance of like, oh man, I don't remember this being as good as it was, which is like, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. I think it's just this idea of like, you know, you want to use the show as an excuse to play games that you remember. Sorry. You want to pick games for the show that you remember enjoying as a kid, but then on the show, (laughs) you realize you don't enjoy them anymore. You know, like Mm -hmm. Pokemon or like Oblivion. (laughs) I'm I'm just thinking like, like I, I love certain games and you know that i like love them to death but like they're all kind of fallen bro what do i do what do i do i don't know i think it's just like i think it's just this idea of like i don't know maybe i think it's less about like all the games you seem to enjoy actually suck i think it's just like you're not recognizing the games that you love now that don't suck you know Mm-hmm. games like guilty gear strive which i know you've been playing a ton of recently or like persona or apex you know like all of these games that have come from like your like tastes refining have like kind of become your new favorite games and you just kind of have yet to realize it so you're still like stuck on the past of like man i love pokemon and are like man i love oblivion when in reality it's like you loved them then, but now you have other things that you love now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but like, net, now I'm nervous. Like, am I gonna like? Am I gonna? Am I gonna still love Wind Waker and Luigi's Mansion? Because those are like staples, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm sure I'll still will, but I think those like kind of scenarios are different, right? Like, there will be games that you always love no matter what, like. You know, kind of hearkening back to that Transformers example, like, I loved that game as a kid, but I don't love it anymore. But, you know, I loved Skyrim as a kid, and I still love it now. Like, there will always be games. Yeah, like, I've been playing Minecraft for a decade, right? Like, I'll never stop playing Minecraft, and I'll probably never stop playing Skyrim. Like, I will always come back to Skyrim in a few years. Kind of in the same way that, like, eventually you know you'll always return back to wind waker or luigi's mansion and those games will always hold up and of course that comes from the fact that like those are nintendo games and of course they fucking hold up because nintendo is like one of the greatest developers of all time know what they're fucking doing except for <laughs> yeah ex- <laughs> exactly but i think like there will always be games that you love from when you were a kid no matter what mm-hmm but then on top of all this, like, when it comes to games that I I play now that I want to bring in, I am I get nervous that uh, we'll have to critique it and you won't like them. That's fair. Like, I I think that just kind of stems from the fact that we have different tastes in games. You know. I know. And like I've I've been wanting to play like Guilty Gear on the show, but it's a fighting game and you don't like fighting games, so I'm like, oh man, what do I do? Yeah. I don't know how we'd set that up. 
there are definitely like, I don't, I wouldn't say they're like off limits, but like, I think there are games on either side. Like there are games that I pick that could just completely set me up for failure. Like I know for like, I know I'm going to want to play Mass Effect for the show, but that's definitely going to be a game where you're just like so turned off by it that you won't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Guilty Gear is one of those examples. I think this is kind of just an example though of just like, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, maybe it's just like not every game is meant for the show, you know? Right. Like, I think it's just this idea of like, you know, not, not every game is meant to be a, a hit for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. I think if we ever do like any like fighting style game, it'll have to be like a, um, a multi-pack, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a couple of them, but yeah. either way. that's not a discussion for now, but yeah. <laughs> and then there's like persona. I know you said you liked like what you played of it, but then like. We'll, we'll we'll get on the show after a hundred hours and like you'll be a changed person you'll be, like, <laughs> be a changed <laughs> i don't know i think maybe you also just have to have confidence in the picks you make you know like not all of them are That's stinkers true. like sure i may critique a lot of the ones that like you pick but i critique the ones i pick too you know like yeah. looking back on the on the show like if i just look at you know some of the games you picked uh, you know, UP Psycho was good. Nier was really good. That was a game you pick. Spider-Man PS4 I had a ton of fun with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout New Vegas was a you pick. Uh, let's see. Dark Souls was a you pick. Mm-hmm. Like, you've picked some good games. Like, just because, like, you know, just because an Oblivion kind of falls through the cracks doesn't mean that they all fall through the cracks. Yeah, that's true. It's It's not like a... I, I, I'm not, like, scared of, of picking games, really. It's kind of just, like, when do I want to pick them? And, like, mm-hmm. when is a good time? Maybe I should put in more of a, like, tame pick versus, you know, I don't know. It, a lot goes through my head when I pick the, the next game. Sometimes it's not a game that I should pick, i.e. Mm-hmm. Oblivion, even though it kind of fit well. <laughs> and <laughs> and you, you know what? Thinking about it, I give Skyrim a lot of flack for not a whole ton of reason and uh i'm kind of sorry about that you know like (laughs) episode one i did it dirty i'm I'm not even gonna lie i kind of just shout out the whole time and that's not to say i i like skyrim at all i hate it i fucking hate that game it sucks (laughs) but you know some but you can some of the but you cannot like a game and say it's not and say it's still a good game you know that's true but like i i said it was still trash but i mean skyrim like there's no there's no getting around it. Skyrim is a good game, but I just it's not my cup of tea. That's all it is. I don't need to go that extra mile and say it's dog shit. It didn't need to be. It, like it should never been made, and they both <laughs> Like you know, I don't need yeah. to go that far. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I think Skyrim deserves it though. Sometimes I think Skyrim definitely asks for it to just get dogged on. It's not that deep, man. It's not that deep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know though, because like. I think there are a lot of games like that. Like I, one of the ideas that I've wanted to really come around to recently is like, you know, obviously there are objectively bad games, not to say that oblivion is one of them, but like there are games that are just objectively bad. Right. To uh, hell retribution. Yeah. Ride to hell retribution. Uh, I would say that there's a lot about like, you know, even triple a titles, like when mass effect Andromeda came out, that game was a fucking mm. disaster. So it's like, 
there's it's not like there's no such thing as a bad game, but it's like one thing I really try to come around to, and this is just like in life in general, like I've tried to do this with like music genres and like movies and TV shows. It's like, it's not like I shouldn't hate a, a show like, and then just say it's bad. Like just cause I don't like it doesn't mean it's like an inherently right. bad, you know, like kind of music. Night. Yeah, exactly. Or like I would say country, like modern country music, post nine eleven country music is an objectively bad genre. Uh, <laughs> but like, it is. exactly but like (laughs) there's a lot of like music genres that i don't necessarily like that i like i also don't recognize the value of it you know like there's Mm -hmm. like 90 percent of like radio pop is like music that i detest and absolutely cannot stand but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad genre it's just not for me but it's for a lot of people they play it on the radio for a reason you know right and i think video games are a lot of the same way where it's like you know, I inevitably when we play Guilty Gear, you know, for whatever, like just I may not like it. I don't know. I haven't played it. But if I end up not liking it, that doesn't make it a bad game. It just makes it a game that isn't really, you know, my tastes. And like the more I'm thinking about it, like all the games that I like are like crazy stylized. And like we've talked about this before, but like some of these old games just like are completely opposite like super bland looking and shit and it's like Mm -hmm. what am i supposed to look at it's like my brain is totally turned off from them yeah there was a long time in video games during like the 2000s to like the late 2010s where it's just like everything is just really bland everything look is supposed to be like super realistic and gritty and it's like gross Mm -hmm. yeah but like a lot of indie studios and some triple a are kind of coming around to that idea of just making everything like super unique and cool looking yeah and i can appreciate that yeah indie studios have been on that shit for a long time yeah um and i definitely appreciate that too because it it probably started out when i was like 15 when i started to realize that yeah i kind of like kind of like really really cool looking stuff Mm -hmm. and that's that's guilty gear guilty gear is kind of like if street fighter had a baby with Persona 5. That's kind of how it looks. It's, oh, yeah. Guilty Gear Strive as a game looks fucking fantastic. I know. It's so fucking cool. But, you know, it's a fighting game. It's still a 2D fighting game. It plays yeah. exactly like every other one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I am I like fighting games, you know? So mm-hmm. that's where we stand. Yeah. But that's another example of, like, you know, just because I don't like a game doesn't mean I can't enjoy something about it. Like, I really right. love the style of Guilty Gear. And even when we were talking about Oblivion Oblivion earlier, like, I, you know, in spite of the fact that all I did was say negative things about it, like, I also happen to say that I really like the music in that game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like... It is nice music. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so it's just, like, you know, every, every game has something to like about it somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Well... Most games have most something games. to like about them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't even lie, dude. I like I like the combat mechanics of Skyrim. You know, they're it's good, but you know, the rest of the game just isn't for me. See, but that's where I would be like weirdly inclined to disagree. I think, you know, I think that the Skyrim mechanics have a lot to improve on as far as mechanics go. That's true, and like they, there's certainly a step up from Oblivion, but like yeah. Skyrim Skyrim still has like a lot of improvement to do. Like there are a bajillion Skyrim like combat like enhancer mods out there for a fucking mm-hmm. reason, you know? 
and who knows the, didn't they like kind of announce Elder Scrolls 6 and then they, we haven't heard about it in like three years <laughs> yeah that was definitely so. one of those situations where it was like ES6 is like certainly very early in development mostly because yeah. Starfield is taking up so much time like that's kind of the title oh, they're focusing yeah. on so like I would imagine that Elder Scrolls 6 won't really start development until after Starfield is done yeah but hey, I mean, maybe when um, ES6 comes out, it'll be really good. Yeah, I'm I'm and... personally really excited for it. <laughs> In yeah. spite of all the dogging I do on Bethesda <laughs> as a company, I'm very excited. Starfield, Bethesda's not so much, back. but I think it has potential. Yeah, um, you know, kind of just coming to terms with like what is me and what's not. You know, it's uh, it's refreshing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So like audience just totally ignore like myself at the beginning of the episode i gotta kind of get out of my defensive mode (laughs) (laughs) i think it's easy though to just kind of fall into that idea of like you know i think you know obviously you knew coming into this episode that i would have nothing nice to say about oblivion in spite Mm -hmm. of like your previous love for it and i think that's intimidating you know like Mm -hmm. i think you know it's even even if you're starting to come to the realization that you don't like Oblivion, that doesn't mean you want to hear other people talk shit on Oblivion, you know? That's it's true. Like, that's your boy. That's my boy right there. Yeah. It's kind of ugly, but that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a horrific amalgamation of ass, but mm. it's still your boy. Uh, Oblivion will always have a place in my heart, but I'll, I'll, I'll never play it again. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like Darkest Dungeon. The more I play it, the less I like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to stop playing it. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes you just have to leave it where it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think that was a pretty good conversation for what it was. Um, we didn't really have a lot to talk about when it came to oblivion, but you know, I guess it was more of a, like a, a metaphor, a, a step in the door to talk about, um, why certain certain things change over years, you know? Yeah. Tastes tastes are different, and not everyone's gonna like the same stuff. Yeah. So. That being said, you got anything else about it? <laughs> uh, I mean, no. I think you summed it up pretty well. I think you know. I think going into the Oblivion episode, it was very, like, I don't know. I was really not expecting it to go the direction it did, but like, I think. Given <laughs> given how little we both played of the game <laughs> for the show, <laughs> I think it couldn't have gone in any other direction of other than just like esoteric, like using oblivion as a metaphor for how tastes change when you grow up. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's like, kind of the perfect, yeah. <laughs> kind of the perfect amalgamation of all of it. It just it just took me, you know, to stop defending the game at, at every cost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Either that's way. about that's about all I've got. You got anything for VR? Um I don't know if I told you this the other day. It's kind of a small VR, but it relates to Guilty Gear. Did you see the Mario 64 mod that they came out with? Who, who wait, what? Yeah, somebody created a Mario 64 mod where they model swap uh Mario with May and her dolphin. Oh my god. Yeah. I'll have to find the article <laughs> and send it to you, but I was meaning to tell you about it the other day, but I thought you'd appreciate that. Speaking of which, May is 
one of the most annoying people to fight. That's <laughs> all I gotta say on that. But, <laughs> um, my VR. Uh, we finished Breaking Bad finally. Yay! Yes, we did. We still have to watch El Camino, but we finished yeah. the show Breaking Bad. Yeah, and uh, it was it was pretty good, pretty darn good. Give it it definitely. I definitely understand why people love Breaking Bad so much. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite show, but. I really enjoyed watching it. I think it was pretty top tier when it comes to American dramas. Oh yeah, for sure. Not that I have a lot of experience in those. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back kind of like the first TV show I've wanted to watch since Utopia. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't watch a lot of TV, so I mean, it was I kind of surprised myself when I was like, I kind of want to watch Breaking Bad. But you and I should watch The Wire at some point. The Wire? I don't think I've ever heard yeah. of it in my life. I bet you would really like The Wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, this is like an area that I don't know a lot about. I don't... I, like, I literally just said I don't watch a lot of TV. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you, if you want to watch more TV, I'm down. I love a good, like, live-action drama. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of them under my belt that I bet you would really like. Yeah. I'll lay him on me at some point. Well, the first oh, yeah. one is The Wire. Cool. <laughs> your homework Your homework for next week is to finish The Wire. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. We we got to episode 75, or no, 78 of Naruto. Yeah. Naruto journey. We're finally chugging along. It's finally getting good. Yeah, it's finally like doing something rather mm-hmm. than they just sit around and explain everything yeah exactly <laughs> like stuff so, is yeah. actually finally fucking happening i finally understand why people like naruto because up until this point i didn't fucking get it i'm i'm glad you're you're coming around a little bit but there's definitely <laughs> still more like it's kind of probably it's probably more stinker than good but <laughs> yeah when it gets good it's really good yeah especially the fighting pretty mm-hmm. freaking sweet but uh yeah that's it for me you want to you want to talk about what we're gonna be playing next i would love to declan you want to know why why because we're finally getting around to the game that i've been pushing off for literal months oh my god yeah and i'm very before elden ring yeah (laughs) before it yep i'm very very (laughs) excited to play it so all right earlier in the episode do you remember how we were talking about uh how indie game developers are really good at making really cool stylized games Mm-hmm. This is like top tier stylized. We are going to be playing Return of the Oberdin. Do you? What, what did you say? Return of the Oberdin. I've never heard of that in my entire life. You've never heard of it? No. Damn. It's my dude. first time hearing it. That's crazy. Return of the Oberdin is one of the most iconic indie games of all time. Dang. I've personally never played it, but I've never I've heard nothing but incredible things about it, so I'm very excited to play it. Damn. All right. Cool. I'm surprised you'd never heard of it. I thought you would have at least heard of it. My my radar is not so good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. I'm excited then. If you've never heard of it, I'm excited. This is your UP cool. Psycho. This is my UP Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is the part where I, I look up the game. Do you is it on Steam? Oh yeah, it's on Steam. Return. Oh, Oberdin. 
oh wait i've seen this Mm -hmm. i still don't know much about it but cool it's like a like you're solving a mystery basically but it's that sounds like my kind it's of game. uh it's made by the same people who made papers please similar to games you played persona 4 gold and danganronpa trooper happy havoc okay cool <laughs> yeah i'm gonna like it uh it's, it's dude decided. i'm excited i'm i had no <laughs> idea that you've never heard of this game before that's exciting yeah i've seen the uh i've seen the art style but i've i don't think i've ever actually seen it mm-hmm. like i've never actually like seen anything on it you've That's played cool. papers please right no damn you've never played papers please either i've never played papers please in my life dude papers please is fucking good too you know what else is good that you i don't know if you'd like <laughs> what danganronpa i just talked to. i i've heard some good things about danganronpa i'd be willing to try it at least yeah we'll, we'll i know probably it's more like visual novel yeah, that's about all i know cool it's also mm-hmm. pretty sweet <laughs> all right but yeah that's what we're gonna be playing next all right cool well this is where we plug our shit this will be uh emails uh send us something in we uh we really want to talk to you specifically listener whoever you are Correct. um that'll be call a gmail.com um, check please, out our Twitter. Please, 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 please send in an email. Please, 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 please. Can't stress it enough. I really want to hear from you guys. Um, <laughs> We're so said, lonely. My girlfriend is in Washington. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself all the time. I'm so bored. Oh please send emails. Well, you can play Return of Overden. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn, you're right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but anyway yeah send us a question please um like and comment all of our posts on twitter at call us a point and uh yeah g- give us a little rating give us a little rating on apple Podcasts and spotify we really appreciate that too also um, art tell, is made tell by your family no friends base. yes art is made by that person that's on twitter uh yeah uh go tell your family and friends Go yeah, spread we, the news. We need the news. We need it. Start spreading the news. Spread them as, cheeks. Uh, as Frank Sinatra would say. Yeah, Frank Sinatra's famous quote, start spreading them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Bye, everybody.